This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio is proudly sponsored by completesigns.co.uk. Complete Signs are a producer of top quality internal and external signs for an ever-expanding portfolio of clients, including hotels, schools, local authorities and small businesses across the nation. Offering a wide range of creative solutions from flat metal nameplates to neon fascia signs and everything in between. Clients are offered the highest standards in consultation and sales support to ensure complete customer satisfaction. With clients free to choose solutions from a wide variety of materials including brass aluminium stainless steel wood and a number of plastics covering most of south england with virtual offices in croydon epsom hawley worcester park in surrey crowthorne in berkshire regent street west london docklands east london and crawley and brighton in sussex so if you're looking for the complete professional service for your sign needs then look no further than complete signs head to their website complete signs.co.uk for further information including contact details and full office addresses live commentary uh, ball back with companion centre of the field hope he plays a long breaking pass he doesn't he's found Dobby oh again he's tried to have you got a word for those short passes well I've got a word for that short pass but um, <laughs> better not say live interviews yeah I think that's where we'll be for, for the foreseeable future you know we've got some interesting things there and um, I think that we're developing We'll be developing it bit by bit. It's probably going to be our best option. Expert analysis. All right then. John and the kids are dead on the motorway. Dead on the motorway. <laughs> well, most of the time anyway. Homesdale Radio. Um, Mike, I don't have an introduction. I didn't write one. These things happen. Uh, so, we don't need to like the bed music. Well, you're going to start from start, or... What? Going, I know, it's a lie. It's a lie. This is the introduction. Hello. Hi. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, may or may not know. Am I looking at the camera? Am I looking at this? This is a bad introduction. This is like one of the worst introductions ever. If we pretend the camera's not there, it's just us, around the table, talking. I've got to talk to the, to the audience. Right, and the audience. Yeah. Yeah, the live yeah. audience. Yeah. 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 
Colombiano. Colombiano. Hello and welcome to Hotel Radio. That is the only bit of interaction I'm going to do. Should we all get wave or? Yeah, all wave. Um, should we? We'll go around the table, introduce ourselves. Um, Albert, all right. <laughs> ben, <laughs> Tony. Whoa, whoa! You have to go wait for this point. All right. you just jumped ahead. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. Ben. Hi, Ben. Hello, Tony. Aaron. Can I get some bread? Yeah, super bad. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> apart from the uh, slightly confusing introduction, we're here in Bowles. Bowles uh, North. Maybe a little chat about the Arsenal game on the Sunday as well. That'll be before our next show. We haven't really talked about that, have we? About what we're going to do. Hmm. But anyway, um, without further adieu, adieu, adieu. Oh, hang on! I also want to introduce Rich. Rich, just run in front of the camera and wave. <laughs> oh, that is good. Now you're trapped. You're trapped in the corner. Here. You can go back again. Yeah. Uh, Rich does our, some amazing blogs for us and some great reviews as well. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll get his views and various bits and pieces as we go as well. But he doesn't have a chair or any space, so... We'll, we'll, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I did want to mention about the competition. Oh, hang on. You've topped surprise competition time. we still got the, um, the Joe Award competition running. Uh, we got Nick. Nick's got to record all of every, everyone's entries for it to be fair, because he's got the appropriate quality. Uh, but we also have a competition for this week for next week's draw. Entries close at first of February at eight o'clock. Go to hollradio.net forward slash enter. This week's question. Hang on a second. No, it's the one I came up with the other week. Ignore me. For which club did Crystal Palace sign Mark Bray? Was it Leicester City? Stoke City or Port Vale uh, it's for people who are able to listen live only so if you're listening to this on podcast or you're watching the video um, sorry uh, please uh, sort of enter and then tune in live next week is it going to be Sunday next week like 8 o'clock yeah interesting so the prize is a club shop voucher and one random item from the club shop random item you won't be required to come on air and uh, if you're chosen as the winner you'll be asked to email in on the day of the show before 9pm and we have a contingency in place if you don't do that so there we go it's it seamless it didn't go wrong at all I mean it's good what news in brief let's have news in brief <laughs> Get involved with the show. Email radio at homestyle.net or call us on 0208 1234 098. Homestyle Radio. Voices for Palace Watch. Faces for Crime Watch. All the latest news from around Selhurst Park. This is News in 3. Right, they weren't aware that you were playing that, just so you know. Using brief now, just right so now. yeah. 
start now. No! <laughs> have you stopped it already? Alright, come on. This is... No, we carry on. This is great. Okay. That's nice. Uh, yeah, it's a problem. Palace legend Aaron Wilbraham ensured Palace development side returned to winning ways with a comfortable 2-0 victory against Bristol City. The veteran striker, who returned to first team action against Stoke City at the weekend, last weekend, played in played part in both goals, nodding in the opener on 28 minutes, I'm sure it was a blistering header, uh, before teeing up the impressive, this is Gray, by Jay Gray, Jay Gray. Go, uh, just before the interval. Over to you Ben. Thanks. Crystal Palace striker Quasi Apaya has joined League One side Notts County on a one-month loan deal. The 23-year-old, who has made seven first-team appearances for the Eagles, went straight into the Magpie squad for their clash with Peterborough. Who's in Brave? Homesdale Radio is brought to you in association with CompleteSigns.co.uk for all your sign-based needs. To receive a genuine 10% discount, mention you are listening to Homesdale Radio and get in touch today. ...of a uh, pencil on white paper sign. That's the kind of thing you can... I mean, probably better than that. I mean, Alba's just done that one, but that's not sponsored. I could have done a better face. <laughs> What's the face signify? What's... Uh, How happy we are to be sponsored by Complete Signs. Well done, well done. Ben, you're a legend. Albert, <laughs> you're just a genius. <laughs> Look them up. Okay, I'll just take those headphones off so I don't have to listen to myself. I'm really sorry for you. Um, let's let's talk about first of all the news that um, it was a Mirror article today, um, basically saying that uh, Tony Pulis is considering quitting the club in the summer. In, uh, over interference from Steve Parrish in transfer matters failure to sign players that sort of stuff and um, I mean we, obviously first of all we don't know how much truth there is in that uh, you'd imagine it's not quite that black and white but journalists you know in the know seem to be indicating there's a degree of truth and certainly Tony Pulis has, has been outwardly frustrated um, well first of all I'll start with you Ben is yeah. I mean, first, do, do you see that as a likely scenario at the moment? Well, the way that Holloway left, I mean, there's potential, there's <coughs> potential that, that could be the case because we know that Steve Parrish does like to be very, you know, included in everything. He, he does a lot of work, you know, behind the scenes for, for transfers and stuff like that. So there is always potential. I mean, the article itself is written by somebody that I don't have a particular, doesn't have a particular affinity with Palace. We have no real reason to believe him. But then, as we were saying earlier, Ed Malin. Yeah. Uh, has kind of backed up the claims and he's a Palace fan and you'd expect him to you know, have some sort of inside knowledge so it's, it's worrying um, yeah. it could be the case How would you think in terms of trans- like interfering with transfers could it, is it, you know, could it literally be something as simple as saying no and Steve has always said to us he's not afraid to say no he doesn't seem strike as a person to say no and you know he, he's very transparent with you know he won't risk the financial future of the club and and yeah, you know, he's probably sticking to his guns. We all know that people ask for extortionate wages, and you know, they just because we're in the Premier League. And if Parrish is saying no, he's got every right to. As frustrating as it is, and it must be especially frustrating for a manager. Um, what's worrying is if though if those pro- broken promises are coming. You know, there was lots of talk that Pulis had to be assured there was money before he took the job. And what would be, what would worry me is if Parrish is sort of reneging on any promises that he'd made Pulis. That is worrying. But I mean, even if. I'll take this question to yourself, Tony. Even if uh, there's no pr- promise as such been broken, 
is there a case to say that, that a chairman has got to, to a degree, has got to back a manager, even if he might not agree fully with the decision? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, Steve Parrish is saying the final say lies with him. He's the, he's the man who's got responsibility to the club, responsibility to spend money in the right way. But is there a point to say, you've got at some point, you've got you've employed a manager to make a decision, to manage your football club, to tell you what he needs. At some point, have you got to trust him and say, look, I, I don't feel comfortable about this deal, but I'm going to do it to back you anyway? I mean, the difficulty you've got with a lot of this is that you know we, we seem to have gained a lot of stability since Pulis came in, and uh, we were looking at other clubs like Hull, like Cardiff, and thinking, well, you know, we've we've had our low at the beginning of the season, and the other clubs are starting to implode. Where you've got arguments between the chairman and the manager, and the chairman and the fans, and we were thinking, well, actually, we've got quite a stable club. It's a good situation. Let's keep this up to the end of the season, and then we've got potential to stay up. If we start getting arguments between the chairman and the manager people kind of start looking at us and thinking actually things aren't right there maybe we were right about them going for the drop and then it's going to be more difficult to prove people wrong as it were yeah yeah I think I, I, yeah, I can understand that point of view I mean certainly if we were the outside looking in at these reports you would you'd, 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 you'd believe them to a degree wouldn't you and you'd, you'd certainly look at it as unrest and I don't know. Is there, I don't know if there's even a reason why the media might think of trying to portray us in a negative light. I mean, that's what some people on the sort of defending it and saying, well, sorry, people attacking it and saying it's wrong. It's an incorrect article. We're essentially saying that the media have an agenda against Palace. And, I mean, how likely is that, well, Aaron? Is it likely that they have any kind of agenda against us? I, I don't particularly. I'm not entirely sure because at the end of the day, the media, oh. the, the media, <laughs> mostly—that's a cracking start, isn't it? That's I'm a bit rusty. <laughs> But uh, the media tend to focus on the more high-profile clubs and transfers, as we know. And looking at Palace, there's all sorts of rumours that fly around with different various types of players. And this can obviously have a, a direct effect on the club itself. But do you think, it, do you think that they're actually... I, well, I, I don't. Do you think it's actually likely that they're trying to portray us in a negative light? To sell papers? Is it going to sell papers? Well, at the end of the day, if you've got a story about a club that's as interesting as this is, it's yeah. going to sell, of course. The worrying thing is it's going to cause the unrest amongst between yeah. the players, the manager and the chairman. But at the end of the day, is what might be the concern is when Holloway was here during the summer, we signed all these players and there were rumours around that we had some of the players who had been at the club were a bit concerned about this. I think maybe there is that unrest right. there yeah. saying that right. you don't want to bring more in because it will upset well, the right. balance of the team. Cool, man. The, is the story saying that uh, Paris is turning down players yeah I mean the, the, the crux of the story is that Tony Pulis wanted to sign Peter Crouch and Matty Everington okay, so and the, those players were obviously of a certain age and on a, on a certain weight so basically those are whatever you think of them as, as players whether they're going to improve us or not those are effectively a short term signing aren't they they're, they've got no resale value uh, they want obviously they're probably, probably it's the last big contract of both of their careers they're going to want as much money from us as they can get for as long as they can get yeah if you look back at the previous window and the amount of players we sold in such a short space of time, there's no history that Parrish has got. You know, people can't look back and say, oh, he's done that before and, you know, refused to sign players. Because he signed so many players. I don't understand why he'd go from signing 16 odd players to not signing anyone and just being like, no, I don't fancy that. It just doesn't well, seem like it could be possibly right. Possibly because of the change in the form of the team on the pew list. It's yeah, turned well, into a much stronger entity now than it was. I don't know. Like, I mean, you've got. He's got a history of signing a a player of a certain age. Like most of the signings he's made, uh, we've made as a club, have been 
forward thinking have been younger players yeah. uh, like potential wages that sort of stuff uh, like low wages and and I mean Kevin Phillips is the only one that stands away from that from my view yeah. and we've we've talked transfer policy with, with Steve before and he's always mentioned albeit as a championship club about buying potential about buying resale value yeah. and it does stand to reason that for example let's say Peter Crouch came, up, came in and said I want 50 grand a week and I want it for, I want a three year contract it stands to reason that the, 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 a chairman who's looking after the future of the club would say no because yeah, no, at the end of those three years you've got no value to me yeah. um, and and you know you're asking me to give you two and a half three million pound a year and if we go down it's just completely yeah. you can't sustain that you can't pay a why don't you, why don't you put something in place that says that if you go down <laughs> you're released yeah and it's, it's what Joe was saying repeatedly and always says so I'll play the yeah. jail card here if you invest now you take the gamble so that you stay card, up you've got to say fuck <laughs> but you um, know if it's in Paul Liverpool yeah <laughs> um, right okay now I take that point right you can do that bearing in mind Chamak's on a deal like that how many of those deals where you say we'll take you to the end of the season on this wage and then we'll reevaluate it how many of those deals bearing in mind Everton and Crouch are under contract at Stoke and we'd have to pay fees for them how many of these sorts of deals do you do before the event of relegation or even staying up you've still got all that rebuilding to do yeah. to a point you're just saying it's, it's, it's essentially like the difference between buying a house and renting a house you know if you get a mortgage like you're, you're paying off a debt if you're getting a you're getting rent you're just putting money into someone else's pocket and you've got to be really careful I think people have people have forgotten so much but they, they hate you bringing up the fact that where we came from <coughs> if, you, if, if you so much as dare on a message board and say that we were in administration three years ago yeah. like half the message board will tell you oh we're bored of hearing that we're in the Premier League now it's like it's still relevant doesn't matter how bored you are of hearing it I'm not sure buying a house is the answer I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you buy those houses and they sell us maybe we could rebuild that <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think the main question you've got to think is I mean yes I mean Crouch and Everington big contracts etc etc but are they going to improve the team I don't think when when we played Stoke I don't think Crouch was that effective we kept him quiet even for his height I mean if Gabadon can out jump him that's sort of saying well wait a minute there's a big height difference here why are you out jumping Crouch maybe Crouch isn't that effective he's not going to improve us we've got we've got Jerome <laughs> We've got Shamak, you know, both very similar, they're holding players, yeah. and Crouch plays the same role. Is Crouch going to add anything? No. We need somebody who can put the ball in yeah, the back of the net. Him. And Crouch like is Aaron not. Like Aaron Wilbraham. Exactly like Aaron. <laughs> but we've already yeah, got Aaron so. Wilbraham, so we don't yeah, need. Why are we looking at Aaron? <laughs> 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 isn't Aaron Wilbraham taller than Crouch as well? He's 6'8, isn't he? No. I don't think he is. Have possible. you been looking at him for a, like, in a fairground mirror? <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, anyway, oh. Right, uh, just before we move on from this, this subject, I just want to sort of kind of summarise it. Because basically, to me, there's, there's a, there's a, it's, come, it's coming to a head a bit because clearly Tony Pierce has stated he wanted players in before now, and we haven't got them. Um, there might be legitimate reasons in every case to say it's the right decision not to have pursued. Because we have been pursuing players, the board have said it, you know, it's, it's out there. We've been pursuing players continuously, we've got to negotiations with a lot of them, negotiations have broken down. You know, we can speculate, but it's probably over wages, it's probably over signing on fees, and an unpaid lunch bills as well. An unpaid lunch bill, you believe that one? Fine no, margins. Could be. Oh, 
if only we'd paid for his dinner yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Soko. what did he have though that's the question well this is it if he had chicken kiev so maybe we should have paid for it <laughs> <laughs> but if he hasn't got the lobster then it's clearly he's being selfish <laughs> if someone else is paying you order the lobster they always say that yeah but you can tell a lot by what someone has in that situation it's not going to fit in with our team if he had the lobster <laughs> um what I was trying to get to was um, was that obviously these deals are broken down for a reason, and you would expect um, the board. And, you know, we know they're smart people; they're not idiots. You'd expect them at some stage to go, "Okay, if we're failing on every single deal, then clearly our parameters are wrong. We're not, we're not, we're not make that we don't match up with the football world." Our view of what a player's worth is clearly different to the entire football world. And either you stick to your guns and you accept what happens, because clearly there's a belief to a degree, and the table probably tells you that it, it might be true that our squad you know, could be capable of staying up without any changes. You know, our manager doesn't think that though. That's pretty clear. So the last sort of point is, what do you do if your if your manager is unhappy? The guy you've trusted, good club, you've and you don't back him you know he's going to go isn't he so what is there do you think I'm going to ask you Rich because you haven't got to speak, speak yet do you think it's a degree of I, would, I don't want to call it brinksmanship because it's a little bit different to that but in terms of you know Pulis is probably is he trying to force the issue by this story coming out is he using the media himself well, I, I think the thing with Pulis is he's an experienced manager he's changed the atmosphere of the club almost instantaneously as soon as he took over you could tell the team were more organised everyone knows they're wrong now Parrish is not that experienced chairman so he took us out of administration as you said four years ago yeah, three and a half years ago and he's still a pup yeah. Pulis has been managing for 20 odd years so I think Pulis is saying to him look I know what I'm talking about with due respect Mr Chairman I'm not sure you know what you're talking about I know how to save this team and before Pulis came I would have said well sod you Pulis you can go away yeah. but I must respect what he has done to the team I think he's changed that whole attitude they seem to know what they're doing I think the perfect example is again against Stoke where they stuck to their guns and they beat Stoke, yeah. which, quite frankly, we wouldn't have done on the whole way. He brought on three attackers. Well, we didn't, did we? Look what happened when we played up at Stoke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the first, I, I went to the third round game, it was one of the worst games I've ever, ever seen. And I said to my son at the time, after about 20 minutes, I said, Have you ever seen a goalless draw before? Yeah. He went, No. I said, Well, you're about to win. Because it was so obvious. Both yeah. teams were so inept. But, Going back to the Pulis question, I think we need to give Pulis a bit of rope. Yeah. Because he is the guy who's going to save us. If he's decided he's out of here, I think it's a massive problem. Yeah. I think we need to put, you know, get our arm around him and say, Tony, we understand. But he also has to understand short-term, long-term. Yeah. You can't, I agree with you totally, Crouch would not add anything to our team. I'm not sure everyone's on the line. No, no. Particularly. But there are some players out there who could add. We, it's not the strongest squad in the Premier League. We're probably the 18th strongest squad. But we're organised and we look confident. Yeah. And that's the difference. And that's why we've got a bloody chance of staying up. If you said that two months ago, I'd have said, we ain't going to yeah. So we've got to hold Pulis close. And he's got to be committed to the project. Otherwise, if he's not committed, I'm afraid it might be just... Do you think... Do you think that um, Parrish is thinking that we've got a 30-goal striker, potentially, about to come out, 
about to come back to fitness hopefully and if he becomes all firing all dancing he's effectively like having a new signing and if you can get him going and he would add something that Crouch or someone else wouldn't but it's a gamble but then at the same time that's what you're saying if you sign Crouch it's a gamble he doesn't he's not a prolific goal scorer but he causes problems and could create goals but Murray if he comes back if he comes back the way he was before he got injured He's going to score more goals. It's too much of an ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of hope. Untested and unfit. You know, there's no point in risking him. I wouldn't even consider I, him. Yeah. You wouldn't put him in the 25. I don't know. I, I Probably not, to be honest. No. So we're, we're talking about the last show. I don't think. I think if we don't sign another striker, there's a chance of getting the 25 just because you know, we may as well because he might come back and he might be good enough. Um, but. Do you not feel sorry for him though? Let's say we do. Let's say. Let's say. Let's say we go down. Let's say, for argument's sake, we go down. He's going to be thinking that was my chance to play in the Premiership, yeah, and it, it went completely. Um, it's, and un- I, it's unfortunate, but it's, but it's football, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. There's not a lot you can do about the fact that he got a, a you know anterior cruciate lig- ligament injury at 29, 30 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's very hard to come back from. Uh, well, I don't think we should invest all our hope in Lemonari no. coming. No, no, back. I agree with that. A, I don't think he's going to be the player he was. B, I still think he's one of those players, very good at the championship, but I don't think he's got quite the pace because Premiership's all about pace. As mm. far as but I he never had pace. You know, I know he didn't, but I don't he's think played Premiership, when he plays the if he played a full season in the Premiership, he wouldn't score thirty goals. No, I think he'd no. be quite lucky if he had a dozen. But I still think he's a great player, and you know. We owe him a lot because he got us up last season. There were strikes, definitely. I've seen like, you know, like Cameron Jerome's missed or or Balassi's missed, and you think if Murray was on the end of that, take away his purse, he would have put it away. But would he be there? But yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, no, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you could could just try it from the opposite angle, and you see Cameron Jerome running down the channels, and you think, would Glenn Murray be doing that? Would he have outpaced that player? Would he have done? Have outmuscled that play, and that's not to disrespect Glenn Murray, but that's just to say that you know Jerome and Murray are very different players. And don't get me wrong, I you know part of our discussion in a minute is going to be about you know is Wilbraham a better option than Jerome? So, question. Yes. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> play football at two o'clock apparently. Um. Yeah. Well, let's look. We'll leave that topic there. It's something that we'll obviously come back to, but. The, you know, the transfer window itself closes pretty soon and we've done no business uh, I think everyone's probably a little bit concerned about that we're not and the only club though no we're not we're not but at the same time uh, we're a club that has said we want people in um, and more importantly uh, it's, it's starting to sound very reminiscent of what the sort of things we were saying in the last transfer window in the summer <laughs> well we need to do this we need to do that and nothing's happening and so the last time we were in the premiership as well where we didn't sign anyone yeah, in January it's, it's, a to- it's, a, it's a big ask you've got to remember from the first two weeks of the transfer window we were you know, either, we were in the relegation zone I think basically yeah. and, and at the crucial point of negotiations we were bottom of the league yeah. so I mean a lot's changed and if a result Tuesday probably makes the, uh, the transfer window a lot, lot easier. But we'll see. Let's move on from that. We're going to talk about Wigan yesterday. Went up there myself. I don't know who else was there. Anyone? You absolute scumbags. Yeah, lovely place. Uh, right. Well, let's talk about lineup first of all. Just go through it for you. Uh, Sporoni and Goal. See, Mariaka played right back. Johnny Parr played uh, left back until he got injured. Came on. Uh, Stuart O'Keefe was in centre midfield with Jay Diora. 
Uh, McCarthy and Delaney were centre-back pairings. Punchum was on one wing, Bannon on the other, and you had Chimak just inside. Just inside, that's the wrong word. <laughs> oh, I think we need a word from our sponsor. For <laughs> 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 I reckon right. they could do us a sign with Chimak inside. On no! No! <laughs> I'll do it. Work on it. <laughs> Spontaneous. Oh, I don't want to see that drawing. You carry on. Oh, he is actually drawing it as well. Um, yeah, sorry, Chimak. I can't. Now I can't even say Justin behind. Can I? It's ridiculous. Maybe it's maybe it's the right time to go to Alex. See what he thinks about. Yeah, um, Alex. Alex is just out of shot. I just want to check what he thinks just about it. Uh, I'm certainly going to back any man like that. that is taking over, if I like them or not. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> well um, not sure what to say there, Alex, but obviously very supportive of the, the front men we started with yesterday. Him and Shamak should get together. <laughs> they should, yeah. Um, obviously on the bench was Campagna, who didn't feature, uh, Dwight Gale, who did, Aaron Wilbraham, who did, tremendous effect. Uh, Johnny Williams didn't feature, Moxie came with the car, obviously, and Price and Boateng were unused. It was a 2-1 defeat. Um, in all honesty, it was a pretty poor game. Uh, it was a, quite a poor atmosphere for quite a lot of it. It was it was pretty much everything you don't want a long journey in the FA Cup to be. Ben, don't take away my talking points. Well, I was just going <laughs> to talking about the lineup. I was just going to make the point about um, Gail and Williams not starting, and we've got an email it, it tweeting. It doesn't say who it's from. Yeah, that's Graham Burke tweeting oh, okay. and said, "Why didn't Johnny Esther and Gail play against Wigan?" So that was that. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I thought there was going to be more side from it's honest, a, it's a, I think it's a good point I'm not sure why he didn't start Gale because against West Brom Gale was good it's a great goal yeah. why didn't he give him another job looking at the highlights as well he looks like he's come on and had a good game you know he's, he's takes on well, players he's having shots I mean the, the, you, I mean, this is, this is the point I'm talking about it, was it a poor choice to start the way we did and it, and it was because you look we, we started Tremont and Jerome up front that's our at the moment, that's our first choice yeah. strike partnership, right? Um, Jamaat can't play on a heavy pitch in bad weather. I'm sorry, but he's not the type of player that you can do that. You can see him; he can't. His, his pace, his pace goes, his touch goes, yeah. his, his sharpness goes. And he, he was trying his best. I'm not going to attack him for not trying, but he he was he was effectively left Cameron Jerome isolated. Cameron Jerome's trying to run channels. There's no one up there supporting him. It was a real mess. And then once Wilbraham and Gale came on, it was completely different. Wilbraham was winning things in the air. Gale was the one who he wanted to get on the ball. He wanted to get. He was facing goal, running with the ball. No one was doing that. Uh, Bannon tried his best, but he was in a wide position. It wasn't really affecting the game. So no, until Gale came on the pitch, no one was really doing that. I'm trying to work out what Mike is laughing at. He's <laughs> <laughs> even got the hair going well, no? Oh dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I am listening, don't worry. He's multitasking. Yeah. Yeah, that's why he's here. I was going to say as well, we rested Jednak and Ward. Shamak surely could be in that bracket because he's playing week in, week out. Why you, not you give him would, a, you give him a rest? He missed the against West Brom. Yeah, yeah but Shamak, Shamak's a confident player. Minutes, he was absolutely I think he rattled. I think, yeah, I think what it shows, it shows that Tony Pierce wanted to win that game and he thought the best chance of doing that has got to be with, with these two starting. See, Jerome had missed the Stoke game, so, you know, and he's, he's, so he's made that decision. He's thought, you know, rather than give Dwight Gale a run out, um, maybe he was right. Maybe he was right to say that Dwight Gale would be more effective coming off the bench later on. We don't know how he would have played if he'd started. 
but I mean the way he played when he came off the bench you'd, you'd think that's an obvious decision and as for Johnny Williams it's, a, it's another difficult one I mean the game seemed to be crying out for him as well I, I don't really understand why you wouldn't use him in that in that situation unless again perhaps the conditions perhaps worried about yeah, injury I mean, you know? he's fragile <laughs> I mean, he, he, is, he gets yeah. injured by being blown over so <laughs> I think on a heavy pitch against Wigan in the FA Cup I don't think it's worth risking him yeah. is there are more important things to do I mean I'm not decrying the FA Cup yeah, yeah, but yeah. Premier League survival is a lot more important we're not going to win the FA we've just played the champions <laughs> yeah. to be fair yeah. but uh, I still don't I, I still don't think we'd have got realistically we'd have got much further I don't know yeah. unless we'd had a very lucky draw I just I just think it's Man, you know, I mean obviously the, the, key, last time. The, the key players that were arrested being Jed Knack and Ward really I think um, but he did that against West Brom as well yeah um, I think you've got to trust the right decision. <laughs> you've got to trust both. I've got to stop catching Mikey's eye because he's in hysterics and what Albert's drawing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, I think we'd have won that game if Jed Nack played, for example. I, I really do. Yesterday, um, O'Keefe did actually do pretty well, but if anything, he was the one, the only one who really got any shots away until we started pressing later on. Despite so. that, do you still think it was the right decision to rest Jed Nack and Ward? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, only. But you're kind of revisionist, aren't you? Because before the game, I'd say winning's winning is a great habit. It's better to keep winning. Yeah. But didn't you say last week that Jedinak's one of four players that have played every, every single, single minute of the Premiership? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of logic there. It's, yeah. It's di- it is really difficult, and, and unfortunately, recent seasons are full of evidence of cup team. Well, they're full of, well, Birmingham and Wigan basically winning cups and being relegated. Yeah, 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 very true. So as much as you want to believe that, because everyone loves a cup run, really, as much as you want to believe that winning is a great habit, which it is, unfortunately, it does seem, particularly with weaker teams or weaker squads, that the cups are, stri- are a bit too far. And even if you do, even if you do stay up and win the cup. Chances are next season Europe will kill you and you, get, you go down and you already struggle. Because if you think about Newcastle a couple of years back, really struggled when they got into Europe and it took them it took them having a season down near the bottom of the league to recover. And if you think about how many games we're going to play this season already, it was like 35 games <coughs> or something already this Excuse season. Excuse me, what's <laughs> <laughs> Albert, go and show me your drawing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a threat. I've got work this week. Alright, look, that's that's the lineup chat done. Obviously, again, with hindsight, you often think you should have made different decisions, and I think maybe Tony Pugh is probably in that that camp as well. But one of the one of the big things in that was Paddy McCarthy's return. Obviously, fantastic to see him back. Uh, my report on his performance would be that he did really, really well. Uh, but he tired probably in the last sort of five, ten minutes, and there was one slight aberration that nearly let uh, Wigan in on a break. Uh, probably, well, ended up with Paddy basically mis- misjudging a header, I think it was. Bounced over him, and then there were two Wigan players free. Fortunately, Jules saved to stop it going 3 1. Didn't matter in the end anyway, but, but other than that, he was. He was you know, he was everything you kind of remember about the good things that Paddy did, which was he was captain. He as well, wasn't yeah, he was captain. Yeah. That was great. He organised people. You know, he got forward and got a couple of well, one header off target, one header on target. He should really have scored. Uh, and he was dominant in the air at the back and, and didn't really struggle too much. But you know, he did play a part in a back four that conceded two goals. And, Against the championship opposition. Against the championship opposition. So people will cap holders. But people will look at that and, and say that's an evidence of fault. I mean, 
we can't obviously you guys you guys didn't see him play but I mean generally Ben you know, happy to have him back do you yeah, think, he can, think he's getting that 25 well potentially obviously we are looking at centre back so if we bring someone in there's not a chance but if we don't and there is still a possibility of that then I don't see why not I'm not a particular fan of Gabadon if I'm honest uh, I know a few people are I think Delaney's a lot better than him so uh, Paddy McCarthy yeah, c- could be an option I think sorry it's on airplane mode Oh, okay. Well, so I've just got to turn my phone on. We'll carry on. Sorry. So, so Ben, you carry on, mate. <laughs> I think you keep got, talking about Paddy McCarthy. Does anyone have a no, view? No, his old accounts, my old accounts, he, uh, well, I think he, he played well. You know, if he is fit again, I, I would personally have him instead of Gabadon. I agree with you. I think Gabadon's a bit of a mistake waiting to happen. Yeah. I.e., you know, e.g. the Newcastle. Wouldn't you have said that of Paddy before he was injured? Possibly. That's possible. Possibly. Yeah. And, you know, he's not going to be fully fit, as you said. I mean, he hasn't played for it. 18, 18 months. Yeah. 18. 18 months. He's going to tire. But then... If we're, we're not considering Murray, yeah. yeah, that's what I was about to say. We're saying the same thing about Murray. Surely that that should apply for McCarthy as well. If we're saying we shouldn't put Murray in because he hasn't played for it's less than eighteen months. Yeah, but the, difference, the difference is you're not. Okay, <laughs> the difference is that uh, the, the Paddy's just played. Yes, yeah, yeah. and he has been in yeah. training, whereas Murray has never yeah. been in contact. And I think the other thing as well is that is that. I was going to say the other thing as well is that we've got a centre back partnership that's working, and Paddy can play with backup, and he can bring himself up. Whereas Murray, we're going to be reliant. We're saying we're not scoring enough goals. Just put him in the deep end. That's the difference. I think. I mean, let's. Yeah. I mean, let's let's get back to the situation of Glenn Murray again. I think. I mean, that's that's covered. I don't. I think anyone who's who's thinking the story that came out about him being ready in three weeks, a couple of weeks ago, but anyone thinking that that's going to be the case has not seen the comments that have come after that. You know, those three weeks before, you know, he's he's only still in light contact training. Uh, I think he he was due to start a degree of full training. (laughs) So, oh, it's going well. Um, Look, we we haven't got a great deal of time to go through all these sort of points. So I'll take you through a few of the the incidents in the games. I mean, Ali Al Habsi was kept very very busy. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He had a couple of really good chances. Um, Barry Bannon had a great strike that was taken, uh, sort of clawed out of the top corner. Jason Punchin had a half volley, tipped over the bar. Paddy headed straight at him with point blank range. Uh, so many chances to actually win that game. So uh, that was that was a bit disappointing. If you go to the statistics of the game, uh, we actually managed more shots on target. I think, uh, although we had less in total than Wigan, but. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were, to be honest, we were unlucky in some senses to lose 2-1, but we didn't play well overall. Is that another story of our season so far, is that we, we since Pulis has come in, we're getting 
chance after chance after chance, but just not putting them uh, away. It, it is. It's a feature of recent games, definitely. But um, <laughs> but don't look at don't look at what you said. It's not rude. It's not rude. <laughs> All right, but uh, I'm going to ask you a question, Albert. Go on. <laughs> okay. Is that we're, to delay the picture? What we just talked about? Talking about chances not being converted, all that sort of stuff, has been a feature of the season. But considering where we are, I mean, is it not something that probably is something that we're focusing on rather than something that just happens in every game? You don't don't take every chance. Is it really that big a factor? Do you think it is? Was it twelve goals? in 20 games or something well, I think uh, yeah. 14, 14, 14. Um, that is a worry you know it's um, it's all very well being tight at the back keeping a clean sheet but you've only got to concede one to you know have to score one to get a point and when you're not scoring yeah. um, I still think I know apparently West Ham had a bit rejected but I still think Ross McCormack is a, is a great yeah. solution um, he's got the potential you know, he is a natural finisher I think he'd do well in this league and, and if should the worst happen we go down we know he's a great championship striker as well and we'd yeah. be looking to come straight back up so what about Danny Ings it's too much money isn't it he's untried as well at the top level it's never played this is the problem with young English strikers we've had to we had to go out and pay four and a half million plus Gale. Gale. Yeah. Yeah. you know you, try, you, go, you go to Burnley now and say how much for Danny Ings they'll just say like, like 10 million quid he, yeah, you know? I mean, it, him and the other fellow up front. Roads. Yeah. 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 I'm amazed Burnley are up there. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing them last season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were 2-0 up against us. They've just signed Ashley Barnes from yeah, Brighton. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's, I don't, I, yeah, I mean, we, are, we do have to take more chances, but, but you've got to remember we can't, it's all about the system that we play. We're creating those chances because of the system that we play. Essentially, what we've talked about in the past, what well, we know, we need Cameron Jerome, a, a type of player who can score goals. It's that yeah. type of player that it's we have. Cameron Jerome and the scoring goals don't need Yeah. Because he's missed so many chances. Yeah. Yeah. If we could genetically <laughs> fuse Murray <laughs> yeah, exactly. and Jerome, yeah. you'd have the perfect, perfect striker. Yeah, so but then he wouldn't be playing yeah, for us. <laughs> that's, and that's the thing. And then people are saying, well, that's what we need. Go out and get someone. And it's like, who? Who'd yeah. you go out and get? Who's got height, strength, power, pace, finishing at Premier League? You're looking at yeah. ten million above. For a Didier Drogba. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so we're being linked with, you know, there's a French striker we're being linked with. There's, yeah. a, few, there's a few that are, you know, kind yeah. of off of our particular radar. You know, yeah. there's there's players out there that will fit that and will be less in wages, less yeah. in cost. Well, I mean, but all of them, to, yeah, all of them to, and all of them to a point will be a gamble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, in Gale, yeah. He is a yeah, he he is, goals. but yeah. I think the his the positional place is good enough. Yeah, that's I think that's probably the, you'll always get out of the agreement. But having said that, how's he going to get better if he doesn't play better yeah. football? That's true. So if you're not going to use him, stick him out on loan so he continues learning. But anyway, look, uh, that started as a conversation about Paddy in game incidents, but it's, it's a very valid point. We talked about Wilbraham and Gale, uh, so we'll, we'll reiterate they changed the game and let's focus a little bit on Wilbraham. Uh, obviously, a figure of fun in recent times for Palestines, you know. Yeah. Uh, hadn't scored for 18 months, um, other than the uh, reserve game the other day. And, uh, yeah, but got, got himself right in there in the in the middle of the box and smashed one in. Absolutely delighted for him, that's the first thing. And, you know, we talked about it last week, I said Palace fans would be delighted for him to score. You know, might be taking the piss a bit, but ultimately it, it's all done in... In a light-hearted way, no one hates. Everyone appreciates how much he tries. Yeah. But forget the goal. I mean, don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, 
it was his all-round performance was excellent. And you're, talk, you're not just talking about flicking stuff on. He did lots of that, lots of good hold-up play. But he also, you know, he got on the ball and he, and he ran with it. You know, he, he stretched the defence, and that's a Wigan defence that was sitting back. Because you know, they, they had their lead, and they weren't they weren't interested in pushing anything, taking any real risks. Uh, and he did an incredibly good job. And well, he just got. If you've got to say, he, he started. I think he started. Is it three, three or five games? I can't remember. He's been involved in because he started off at the start of the season. He was our first choice striker for a while. Do you remember those days? <laughs> uh, and now, uh, you know, obviously he's come back in the team now. His goals per game ratio is better than Cameron Jerome. <laughs> in fact, his goals per game ratio is now better than Cameron Jerome this season. Uh, probably not overall, but this season it is. Um, so. He, he got a chance he scored it he had a chance later on um, I mean I've seen weaker shots but probably from like three year olds and that's not it's not to take this he was stretching a bit he, he connected probably with the toe of his foot and it just rolled into the keeper's arms there's a good chance though but he um, I don't know he offered something I mean, what, do we, what do we think Tony? I think what he does he does very well he just doesn't score he's like I, I said it a couple of weeks ago about Heskey and the England squad. You know, everyone always says Heskey. You know, doesn't score goals, not good, not good striker. But if you speak to it, any of the interviews they had about the England squad, they said, but what he does is he brings in other players, and that's what I've, every time I've seen Wilbraham, he always brings the, everyone to him and brings yep. the play in. He doesn't score the goals, but he creates opportunities for other people to score. Right, goals. But it's a direct replacement for Cameron Jerome, Aaron. It's purely it's on the basis purely on the basis I, I wouldn't because they're two completely different players yeah I wouldn't but I would start him against Hull Ben what do you think starting Aaron start, Wilbraham start Wilbraham against Hull no. No? no I think no. he's got that goal he had a good game against Wigan it, he might have a confidence going no. and he I'm might well, have you, well, you look back at the playoffs just going back to you know overall Aaron Wilbraham when he played in the playoff final he could have scored for you know double the amount of time he, he could have played for double the amount of time and not scored but he did well and he but came on and never had a storming game yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did, yeah. 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 no he did but like yeah. I'm just laughing because of some of the chance no he did alright he had a good game yeah. and then Aaron Wilbraham came on the other day and he played really well he didn't score but he, you know, he did what he, was, what he was there to do essentially in the position that we were in he's a good player to bring on yes and you know and say we're 1-0 up um, and you need a player to come on hold the ball you know keep that scoreline as it is he's a perfect player to do that but uh, from the start you know, I don't think because he's scored a scrappy goal in the FA Cup, you can't you can't start into the next game, especially when you've got players like Shamak's better than him. You know, I'd play Shamak yeah, yeah. and Gale, but uh, no, he won't well, do okay, that. but yeah, Albert, your view just just in like my my view is Cameron Jerome is, is doing a reasonable job of what what he's been asked to do. My view is that Aaron Wilbraham can do that job, maybe not in the same way, but he yeah, can I do that you're saying, and, and has a better scoring ratio now. Are you I thinking sort of a Wilbraham and Shamak partnership? That's what I would be thinking. Yeah, I am. That's that what could I'm work. That's well, what I'm when wasn't Shamak Europe's deadliest striker? Goals yeah. to shots yeah. ratio. Um, Still is. Probably. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Wilbraham, I think, as Ben said, when he came on against Stoke, it was you know it was a, it was a great performance. It was a ten out of ten performance. Barring the fact he'd only been on the pitch about 11 ten minutes. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's one point a minute. That's pretty yeah. good. Um, <laughs> Starting him probably not unless there's horrific injuries to certain people, but there's a place for him. But again, it just goes back to the the, the two transfer windows. 
is quite a damning indictment. I know it's not, got nothing against him. It's quite a damning indictment when Aaron Wilbraham is in contention for a spot yeah. in the top yeah. five. Um, okay. And that's not his fault, you know, not at all. Um, but he is in contention, Rich, would you say? I think he's in contention. I tend to agree with Ben and Albert. I think he's better than Sun. Come on, last 15 minutes, you know. Against Stoke, you know, that dummy he did to let punch in. I just yeah. couldn't believe that. that. Was I mean, most strikers would have had a go. Yeah. Yeah. He dummied it on the bloody 6 yard line. Yeah. yeah. A punch should have scored. That was a great save again by yeah. Higber, who was exceptional. But I just don't. I, Visualising Wilbraham yeah. in the starting lineup in a Premier League game. Start, I just, I just, not, no, no, I'd have him in the squad over Glenn Murray. Okay. But really? only taking only taking into oh, consideration really? Glenn Murray's fitness issues. Nothing about yeah. ability or Yeah, because there's a strong chance he won't be able to play probably till end of March, April. Exactly. It's not worth it. Yeah. Um, it's it's getting ten games injured. are Murray worth it? Maybe it is, I don't know. It because it could be a difference. It could the last game of the season could be the Yeah, he could score a hatching against Fulham Yeah, dancing and jumping in the river. Okay, it's good good that you mentioned that, that dummy against against Stoke, because that really struck in my mind. It was. It created a great chance. Yeah, it really did. It yeah, really but did. At the same but time. and mainly because no one expected him to do it. <laughs> but at the same time, think he meant to do it. At the same time, you look at it back and you go, "Yeah, we missed honestly. We missed his shot by that much." <laughs> but like, but when, but yeah, when I watched it back, I just, just thought, "Why the hell did you just side foot it?" Back? You could have side foot it in the net. Yeah, like point playing range, yeah. side foot in the net. He's probably it's worried about the, his goal it, scoring it ratio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He probably was, yeah. Just imagine if he had scored that Ooh. and then scored this other one, it would be his ratio would be better than Dwight Gale's. I don't, I don't think you can have a bit of creativity in the box. No, no, if, if Messi or Giroud or someone does that, else does yeah, that, yeah. It's, you know, it's always great football brain. Yeah, yeah I just think no, it shows the lack, of, the it, lack of confidence. Yeah, but, yeah, but can you blame his own shoot? Can no, I can't, no, not when, he, not when he scores like one out of about 50 in the warm up. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to. Look, he did really, really well. That's the point. I think. That's the thing. He contributed really, really well. Again, he was coming on as a sub. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And it's fair to point out that starting when he did start earlier in the season, he didn't have much of an effect at all. All right, but he's there. He's in contention, I think. But uh, in terms of our man of the match, um, give it to Wilbraham. You should start. Um, I thought Bannon did well, but Bannon cuts a very frustrated figure. Yeah, uh, I'm worried. He was he's, he was some fantastic little flicks and lovely little runs, and just the people aren't on his wavelength, and he's angry and frustrated. Everyone around him. Uh, well, I'm just going to keep we'll keep a good eye on that situation. I won't dwell on that though. Uh, a little couple of things about Wigan themselves. Uh, obviously, another old boy scored against us. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Isn't it? How often like it boys didn't get one either. So yeah. That would be <laughs> yeah, but I was quite angry that uh, Ben Watson celebrated. That's really? Yeah, I just on, on the flip side, he celebrated at Millwall when he scored for us. That's true. Being a Millwall fan, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's clearly got some balls. <laughs> he, he left a number of seasons ago now, I, so, I, I, and he's I, been at Wigan the whole time. And he's and he bedded got booed in. When he stuck a penalty once <laughs> for Palace, so I can't knock Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. I've got to say, cost us the playoff semi final against Bristol City. Not celebrating against their old class. Ben Watson was at Palace three years ago. Yeah. He doesn't owe. I mean, I know he came through the academy and he was one of our stuff, but he really doesn't owe us anything. It just hurts to see the gingers and that clench a fist in front of me away from the should have smacked. Him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, James McLean's goal. Uh, he's a decent player, but 
managed to just he effectively just ran in a straight line through the defence. Uh, that is a worry. You know, he's although he's Premier League last season, he's Championship player. Uh, you know, we, we've got level, done all the hard work, we're playing well, and then just to have a player pick up the ball and the other half right away line, just run straight through him. Would you say that Mariapa was quite at fault for that goal? I would, yeah. Yeah, and that, I don't, I don't want to keep banging on about a week in week out, but I really oh, don't rate Mariapa <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, I do. I don't think he's right. bad. He's done all right. He's not done too. He's flat to the same in the past. I read, I read, read that. Um, read that. Obviously, we we're trying to sign a central midfielder. Um, as, as we know but I read that Joel Ward's position wouldn't be to go back to right back it would be to go to left back because really? Pudis likes me with Mariapa at right back yeah. not happy about that anyone? Right back. <laughs> no, you're not more than right back <laughs> yeah, but, Joel can play anywhere but, <laughs> yeah. but I, he, I think he's a natural right back yeah, yeah, yeah. like I said what's that week he gets international ticket for international recognition at right back he's got playing there he's, he's not going to play for England centre midfield is he? No. So, Tom Cleverley does. Well, true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got a chance for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm working on it. First step today. Um, I've also written in my notes, were they actually any good? The answer to that is no, they weren't. No, no, it's a very... They, what they did do really, really well, and I think Rosler's got to take a bit of credit for this organisation, is uh, we play with mad hair. Espinosa, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He took up some really intelligent positions when... Wigan were under pressure in the fullback areas. It sort of drifted across the centre of the pitch. It just it dipped in a little position where he knows that the fullback's going to clip where the ball's going to land. Yeah. So every clearance up the line, we, we had Jerome at one point putting people under pressure with punching the wind, you know, Bannon putting people under pressure in those little corners. Usually a player will kick it out from a throw. And then, yeah. you know, but they, Wigan were very, very self conscious of not kicking the ball out from a throw in those corners. And we're actually just kicking it into a little area just inside. Probably about a third of the way in, in their own half, but just probably about 15 yards in from the touchline. And Espinosa just sat in that position and it just cut take the pressure right off. He controls it with a first touch, looks up, and they've got a move on straight away. Just a little thing, really intelligent, and it was annoying me. <laughs> I mean, the majority of those players were in the Premiership last season, yeah. so I know we're losing to a Championship side. Yeah. It is a Championship side who were in the Premiership yeah. and won the FA Cup. No, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's not, we're not losing to Bolton. No, and look, they. But look, they were, they were, you know, they're a, they're a, they're a half, they're half decent champion team. They, you know, they should be higher up than they are. And I think Rosler will, yeah, Rosler will The European campaign doesn't help them, you know. No, no, not at all. But at the same time, all I say is we look like two evenly matched teams. So I don't know, I don't know what that says about us and them, about our respective positions. But we look very evenly matched. But without key players, though. Yeah, yeah, without some key players, that's true. That's yeah, true. put them in and then. Well, that's the Dolphin class winning the Premier League. Like Man United now have lost their two best players and they're now crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Van Persie and Rooney, I'm sorry. They're yeah, I see. Average you look at Wigan, though, they're a good side. They should be higher than they are. They, they but if you look at the golfing class between a bottom Premier League team and a top Championship team, there's not much difference in no, no, that no, sort no. of thing. No, the um, whole group of teams yeah. Yeah. that you can put together. Yeah, um, yeah I agree with that. Uh, right, Parr injury we've talked about, it was unfortunate. Having said that, Johnny Parr was having a shocker before he got injured. <laughs> was it really was. Just, just, didn't, just didn't seem quite with it. He's not it's odd that when he, he's come back, he hasn't been quite on He hasn't, no, he's not, not, doesn't seem the same. Because I thought Moxie was great at the start of the season. Yeah. I was quite surprised he got dropped. I don't, I don't know what it is, what Gillis has seen in, in Parr over Moxie, but I, 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 you, 
Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. way the banner's been dropped though, so. Yeah, yeah. same way banner. Should have been a sending off? I, I only saw it very vaguely. Was it an elbow? Well, I, I did, someone claimed an elbow, but I didn't. I honestly couldn't see. There's no way you could see the fellow who also did that ridiculous tackling last season on the new. Yeah, he's already got two players in hospital. Yeah, yeah. McManaman. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, it was Cameron. McManaman. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was. There was some, there was some contact put it that way. Yeah. But you just, you can't tell from the stands. But I saw, you know, <laughs> it's a six seconds. It looked like an Yeah. Were we in from at Manimum? Uh, yeah, I think when we looked, but I mean, he had that injury, didn't he? So no one, really, no one wanted to take a risk. Good player, good player, but dirty player. Um, mentioned the conditions; they weren't conducive to good football. But we've seen that. We've seen when, when we put into play in these conditions. We've seen us lose to Norwich, get hammered by Newcastle, and now lose to Wigan. I just think, our in those games, our key players have struggled with the conditions and. You know, I hope the uh, I hope the weather clears up. That's all I'll, leave, I'll leave that bit there. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Um, very, very quick. <laughs> laughing to myself because one of the points I've left there is just says the word cheese. Cheese. I did write it at one forty in the morning. Is that what you're eating? <laughs> that's the, that's the other podcast. That you do. It is my cheese podcast. Yeah. yeah. Look out for that. <laughs> this week, Gorgonzola. Anyway. Um, <coughs> doesn't he play for AC Milan? <laughs> he does, yeah. <laughs> We're linked with him. <laughs> <laughs> Tricky week. No, um, I want to talk about the referee, Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Oh my Mike Jones. I thought it was Mike Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have to change his name. <laughs> Absolutely awful. Just truly, truly awful. Um, for both teams, in all fairness, I think he missed a lot that we did wrong. But um, Wigan were very, very aggressive. Now, I think probably... I think probably they've gone into the mindset we're playing a Tony Pulis team. You know, they're a physical team. We, we have been physical, particularly with you know Jed Nack in the side. So, you know, he does swing the arms around and things like that. It's, you know, we're a, we're a physical team and we're becoming more so. Uh, they obviously came prepared for that and wound up for that, and they they put in some pretty pretty tough challenges. They really did. And um, Mike Jones decided he wasn't going to punish them for a, uh, for quite a period of time. I think they ended up with one. Maybe one booking. Yeah, Emerson Boyd's got booked. Jerome got booked for diving. Yeah, Jerome was booked for diving very early on. Again, from the from his far end of the pitch from where we are. All we were doing, obviously, you, you see, you see him go down. You go up for the free kick. Referee runs over, books him. It's four minutes in. Uh, the way he booked him and the, the speed at which he did it. All I can say is that the referee was certainly diving. Uh, it's this would be wrong for me to say I know I know otherwise because I just couldn't see. But what I will say is that why in my view we had two clear penalties. One one was obvious you'd see from uh, any footage of the match. White Gale was running through, got grabbed, pulled back, and, and went to ground. Now the chance there's a there's a <laughs> there's cause to say that um, the contact wouldn't have caused him to fall over, and that he felt that contact and went over. It's still a foul. They were talking about it on the, the highlights program on ITV about how he went down in stages and that didn't help his case, although it was yeah. a foul, and they admitted that it was yeah. a foul. The fact that if you watch Cristiano Ronaldo, was, was the what they were talking about, he goes down, like he stops everything he's doing, and he goes down, whereas Gale kind of tried to carry on but couldn't yeah. went down. Uh, I mean, that. any referee with any degree of competency will look at the, con- the original contact. Mm. 
Because you, you don't actually have to fall over, do you? For it to be no, a yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so rare. Yeah. yeah. It's so it's rare that penalties are given if, yeah. like, if the player doesn't go down. But yeah, I mean, it's like if you go for a two-footed lunge and the player jumps out of the way and then lands, doesn't fall yeah. over. Do you, do you just play on? It's all right. Don't worry about it. Right. No, yeah. do you? Yeah. So like, you know, we all know that. Like, we, you know, we're not trained match game officials, are we? Like, you know. It's not right. <laughs> <laughs> so, take long, judging by the general <laughs> standards. No, exactly. It, it just it's beyond me, and it's beyond me that there's never any real comeback from it. Uh, you know that's. No, I think don't get me wrong. I'm quite. I'm quite happy that we didn't get a replay. You know, I wouldn't. Yeah. Win, win yeah. or lose, for me. Don't I, don't, I don't. I don't want to. You know, just try and fit another game into the schedule. And it was fine. It's fine. But uh, you know, again, it's referees spoil spoil the game. In a sense. By he's the same referee who just left. Correct. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely mad. Yeah. Absolutely, and his punishment was a couple of games out or something. Was it? Yeah, yeah really. Yeah. So this was his first game. Back. I think it's his first game back, and he's uh, the com- again the commentary on BBC London. Every other, every other thing they were saying was how bad the referee was. So for them really? to do that, it must have been. And are they quite bad? Really are they no, he, no, they were they were saying like, like Chris said that they were saying <laughs> no he, he was just generally bad. Um, looked off the pace. Yeah, that they kept saying. If you can imagine, it, it's one of those things where he knows something's happened, but. But it's almost as if he hasn't seen anything. And they said the linesmen were equally in it. They, they were, yeah. At each other to make a decision. The only, the only thing I could possibly praise one of the linesmen for was uh, was blocking a Wigan player on a run. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. Yeah, he's done well there. Good man. Uh, well, he get, I, I he, was, up. he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like players. I think refs have confidence issues. So if they made a rick and they've been recognised for making a rick and they're yeah. taken out, coming back. You're going to be nervous, aren't you? Yeah. It's like yeah. a player, you know, he's, he's been sent off and he's had a couple of games. You, you aren't as confident as you were yeah. before. And I think that some of those, he looks like a referee to me, he's got no confidence. He hasn't, you're right. And you, you can tell because with a penalty decision, the easy decision is not to give it, isn't it? You've yeah. got, and you're told if you've got any doubt at all, don't. So you can just say, I had doubt. I had doubt, I saw the way he fell, I didn't think, didn't know if there'd been any proper contact, I had doubt. Whereas what you want is a confident official to go, no, clear contact, penalty, doesn't matter how he felt. What we need uh, is AJ to give Gale some lessons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. who knows what happened by the end of the window. So that's pretty good. Um, that, that's pretty much it. We've got some four-word reviews that I shall read out now. Well, not now, because clearly I'm still looking for them. But uh, here we go. Andy Burton, cup run, not priority. There's a lot of that attitude after the game, wasn't there? Um, let Letha... Her sound? Three points on Tuesday. Stuart Andrew Chalmers need signings now, please. Uh, Matt Smith, three points, beats Cup. Dan Scott, big loss of par. Interesting. Uh, Dean Miles has gone for can't believe Wilbraham scored. Uh, Jason Rourke, survival beats the Cup. Uh, Lawrence Hill, back to funking manager. He didn't say funking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's quite good. Darren, Darren Goodman has gone for giving the funds that were promised only club in bottom five not to be active in the transfer market <laughs> and Dale Martin has gone with Darren used 19 words <laughs> <laughs> well done Dale that's, uh, that's spectacular um, yeah alright well that's that's our little review of the Wigan game gone uh, let's have a little break and uh, speak to Dr Unk for an injury update Unk I've 
Hello, my Eagles chums. I am Dr. Onk. A quick update for you regarding injuries. First of all, oh, Paddy Mac, when are you coming back? It was yesterday. Seems fine after his 90 minutes. Johnny Parr was taken to hospital with a swollen jaw. It was five times the size of a normal human jaw. The hospital appointed answers his jaw was already that big, but he's been sent home. Last of all, Jerome Thomas is still injured. Myself and the physios will meet later today to discuss a final solution. I mean resolution. Auf Wiedersehen! Uh, Albert, can we have a quick uh, uh, sponsor update, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell. I, di- I didn't go down the the pornographic room. Yeah. Can you explain it, please? <laughs> but he would look like that if. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just Marion Shamak. He always looks like he's about to cry. Yeah. yeah in a, but he's, he is upset. But he still loves whole radio. Yeah. And complete signs. Stop cutting the cake. That's fantastic. We have to get him on the show after this. Maybe that can That's be a giveaway in the competition or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get that you know, you're going to sign it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. sign. Yeah. yeah. We will give, genuinely, we'll give that away. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we do with the um, the Mark Bright question competition or the Joe Ward songs competition, but we will definitely be giving that away. I want that. We all want uh, dear. We want to very, very quickly let's talk about Hull and Hull. <laughs> no. Which is your squad number? <laughs> um, On that note. God, it's quick. We've got about, about sort of five minutes or so at most. Uh, Hull, uh, Tuesday, changes from what we saw in the cup. Obviously, Jednak back. Yeah. Now, who do you want him in for? Okay, for Gadiora. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I think I was not here, so we can say that. <laughs> I'd say Gabriel, but I like that. Right, there you go. Now I'm scared to say it because you all disagree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, alright. Blasian for Bannon, yes, no? Um, yes. No. I prefer Bannon, but I don't see why Blasian. Well, I think yes, because Bannon's better in the middle, not on the wing. I agree with that. So I think as a winger, Blasian yeah. back, but if he's going to go in the middle. I trust Bannon more than I trust Balassi. Right. Moxie or Ward at left back? Moxie. Moxie. Ward at right back. Yeah. No Mariapa? Drop Mariapa? Yeah. Drop yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. That won't happen, but it's yeah. what should happen. I'm yeah. very surprised that Pulis hasn't tried to benefit from Moxie's long throw because he's got a big throw on him. That's true. But he's not yet. Just launched it with spin. Yeah. I thought, here we go. The new Delap. The new Delap. Nah. Well, does that suggest that his confidence in Moxie's defensive abilities are, are so so low that he doesn't want to take advantage? Well, I think Moxie, as I said, yeah, because Delap was such a good. He defended well, and he likes getting forward. To be fair, I would agree with the point that teams did target Moxie. His positional play is not very good. Last question on lineup against Hull up front. Same Jerome Chmack, or do you want to see something different? Right, he's sending you up there now. Uh, <laughs> uh, right here, just go here. Just want to introduce Alex. I'll play up front. It's Alex. There you go. I would, it. I would personally, yeah, I know what he's going to do. He's going to go Shamak Jerome because that's his pair. Fantastic yeah. pair, yeah. I still, I don't know. 
I'll go Gale. I'll go. But they played. They played Gale and Shamak at the beginning of the season. The only way it will work, in my opinion, is if Shamak does because before it was Gale behind Shamak, and I think you need to swap them around because Gale's best as the last striker, and Shamak is best. Yeah, Gale can make the runs then, and Shamak can play the ball. But they are already playing. That's true. You know, when they were playing together, it was like they never met each other. It was like. Because Shamak would pass it there and Gale would run there. I think, well, I think when Shamak plays behind, he plays too deep for Gale to be the one up top. I have noticed though that Guardiola really reads Shamak's click-ons really well yeah, yeah. he's always round him and he's always in the right place well just just to point out in terms of reading as well I can say again Wolfram and Gale had a really good understanding like they worked really really well as a front two that's all I'm saying who, who would you start against him oh but who would I start yeah. I, 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 say say we, I don't even need to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> honestly based yeah. on what I just saw top, yeah. I would start Wolfram and Gale would you? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. In place of Shamak and Jerome. I'd take. I'd leave both of them out. You'd leave Shamak out. I, I just. I, I think, think you might. I think we're gonna have leave Shamak out. What do you think of him? He does upset. What do you think the reaction would be from people if if we're ahead of Shamak? I think, if, I think if that happened and we lost the game, I think it would be. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. But you think it's worth a gamble? Personally, I think against the team. I think you've got to reward. But don't get me wrong. I don't think it will happen because Tony Pulis has said he's. It's harder to get out of his team than it is to get in it. <laughs> no, yeah, he did say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you've made it even more desirable yeah. now. <laughs> it's got at least 10p. Uh, but basically, yeah, sum it up. Like, I don't think it will happen, but I do think that, um, that if you if you look at you've got reward performances, I think the, the level of performance and effort. Wilbraham and Gale and how dangerous we look with them starting together so playing together I think we've got to stick with that mm. uh, okay. how long were they on for by the way did you make it at half time uh, no 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 no. probably half about time. the hour mark 66 minutes there you go so they had 20 of them yeah they, they, they were decent they look, together they look they look good uh, right um Okay, we'll get some predictions. Obviously, we desperately need to win that game. It makes huge, a huge difference huge to our game. season. It's probably, big, in my view, it's the biggest game of the season because of it's in the transfer window, as close as it is. Because the difference between if you lose that game, probably end up back in the bottom three, gets even harder to get players in. Win it, we're probably maybe eleventh, twelfth, something stupid like that. So much, yeah, so much. <laughs> Nosebleed territory. <laughs> so much easier to get players in, and you can get you, you can. It just gives you that extra little bit of clout to get that quality player in. And I think it could I think it could change the season because it could give us quality in the team. It could repair the damage between the board and manager if there is damage. Give the team uh, so there you go. Uh, score predictions. Uh, Nick. Hey. Uh, score prediction. Hold uh, by Palace. It is going to be 3-1 to Palace. 3-1 Palace. Um, Steve Bruce will look at the ground as we all laugh at him like we did last week. All right, cool. Alex. 1-0. One 1-0. One one Rich. I'll, I'll go for 1-0 as well. Mikey. Two. Alright. <laughs> I, mean, I was, I was going to say one all, but I'll go one nil Palace. Two one Palace. Seven nil. No, <laughs> We're not playing Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I, I think two or three one. Yeah. I would say two one with Wolverhampton in the score. Alright, two one to Hull. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Add more. Add more. Yeah. There's not enough room for. <laughs> <laughs> That's what so no one goes over the score. Then. That's what you're saying. Uh, Sorry, Chris. Can I ask where Ben nicked my teacher's jumper from? 
I'll bring some class to the show. Do you know, I so nearly wore, wore a moleskin blazer to this. <laughs> it's only the weather that stopped me. It's in boom, I can't. Anyway. No. Probably don't need to know that. Um, <coughs> we've got Arsenal on the Sunday as well before the next show goes out. Not, let's say, not really sure how it's going to work. But my plan is to get back in time to do the show, but someone else might be hosting. But. <laughs> uh, but I suppose I don't, it's not really they need to ask really but is anything a bonus on the Arsenal game or we should we should we really is it we it's, like, before, it's like Man City yeah. get a good performance in don't get hammered and that yeah. will be yeah. I do not expect anything out of there we're due a surprise though we're the only team of like the bottom you know six or so teams that haven't beaten a team in the top we're due one of any of the work off yeah. We're due. Yeah, we're due. We're due a surprise. We're due a surprise. Cardiff did it against Man City. Hull have done it. All the teams below. Yeah. West Ham. Little, little point that was, I think, is relevant. If you think back to the home game against Arsenal, we were unlucky yeah. to lose that two 0 Yeah. That was probably Owens. That ridiculous challenge. Yeah. They wouldn't have won that. No. No. Probably wouldn't have got sent off. And he made two exceptional saves. Yeah, one of Wards. Wards was Ward and then Yadinak yeah. Yeah, yeah. from the corner. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is that there's reason to be relatively optimistic. I mean, Arsenal have done superbly this season, obviously. Fantastic. But they are scraping wins now. So yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're starting to melt. Late, yeah, Cardiff, Cardiff, yeah. late goals. Yeah. Starting to melt. Yeah. All right, quick predictions. Seven. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> Palace. Yeah. One nil Palace. One nil Palace. Oh my god. Uh, two nil Arsenal. I'm uh, Nick, you're not listening, but uh, prediction for Arsenal Palace. Prediction for Arsenal Palace. I reckon we'll get Benjamin on the low in the way. He will kiss the bag from the. Um, you won't be allowed to play. Yeah, I know. Nick's. Oh, yeah. 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 We'll be no, nice. Well, I should well win one all. Win one all. Thanks for that, Mikey. What do you think? Four nil. Two. <laughs> <How did>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, suicide attempt at about six o'clock. Uh, no, um, <laughs> three-one Arsenal. He's going to go exactly that. Three-one Arsenal. I think an eighty-fifth-minute goal from Wilbraham. <laughs> I was going to say Wilbraham. <laughs> oh, How many goals before that? Yeah. Seven. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, going to say a two-one Arsenal with Wilbraham scores again. <laughs> We, we, we won't He'll score 3-0 Arsenal Add more to it <laughs> I'm just trying to get Chimac to abuse me more. He'll score a hat-trick, guaranteed Right He's due yeah. a goal against Arsenal He did it against West Ham What? Friday What? Friday night show Friday So yeah, next next up will be our transfer window show Friday. <laughs> with Jim White. So, with, with Jim White, yeah. I don't know, it, I don't know how it's gonna go. go outside the training ground. It's about three hours long yeah. last yeah. time, wasn't it? Do it the, the same as last time. From a car. Apparently three hour long show for you. <laughs> Just talking, I didn't care. Uh, three hour long show for you on uh, Friday. Transfer window deadline day. It'll be all exciting in that, won't it? Don't We're going to do rolling subs again like we did yeah, last we'll time. Yeah, we'll do rolling yeah. subs. It'll be fun. Just join us. And you'll be sitting there pressing F5 on your keyboard going mad, desperate for news. Just just listen to us talk rubbish for three hours. We've, if you We've got Parish on before wait. anyone else did. We did. Really? We did last time, yeah. don't know if we will this time or not. Just wait for that cowbell. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Insert pun today. here. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it. So what, maybe? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Speak to you again soon, bye.
into the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.